Hello, and welcome to another episode of Breaking the Capsule. Here, we open the capsule on several health conditions and concerns that may help you gain knowledge to better your well-being. How's it going, Nan? Uh, not too bad today. Um, you know, what's it? Four days into the new job, so uh, pretty fresh. Right. Don't have to drive as far as before, so a bit fresher, I suppose. You know, a bit it's more good. sleep yeah. for me. Yep. More time to do other things. Yeah, well, uh, not necessary. There's few things coming up this week, so I haven't got chance to mm-hmm. really enjoy myself yet. But yeah, I suppose eventually I'll get right. more time to do my stuff. The only downside is I have to pay for yeah. parking every day, but that's about it. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, parking. So uh, parking. car-wise, everything's going all right? Yeah, going all right. Um, I oh, I came back to the car today and then there's like, you know, there's a paper. It looked like, you know, the parking fine paper roll on my windscreen. Oh, yeah. But I paid for okay. my parking. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. I look at the ticket and it was turned out to be a warning because I parked. It's a parallel parking, but I faced the wrong way. Like, <laughs> I want you to face the other way, which is, I don't know. Is that a rule? Uh, was there any signs saying you can, like, parallel parking only? Yeah, everyone parallel parking, but I face, you know, one way. Mm. Opposite <laughs> oh, right. to the other people facing. Opposite way. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I still pay for my parking. I only take up one spot. I don't mm. do anything wrong. Are you going to appeal it? Oh, I don't have to pay. It's, it's, it's a warning. It's not a fine. Oh, it's a warning. Oh, okay. Right. Just yeah. stupid. I don't know. You th- you think it would uh, be different if you had a different sort of car? I think so. Oh yeah, did I tell you? Um, I s- went inside a Tesla last week, Ooh. Model Three, I think. Nice. Yeah. Alrighty. So what what happened was uh, I just followed Mallory to like a podiatrist appointment, and mm-hmm. this podiatrist he got a Tesla park outside. So I just like, oh hey, is that your car? And he's like, yeah. Then he yeah. started talking to me about like very excited and stuff like that. And then he's like, oh, you, I don't have any patient after. You want to have a look? I was like, okay, cool. No worries. So when I have a look, he showed me all the cool features. Like you can open everything through your yeah. phone, literally everything through your phone. Okay. And then, because he actually has a YouTube channel for himself, for his Tesla. <laughs> he was like, hey, do you guys want to be on oh, wow. the okay. channel? I was like, uh, okay, so <laughs> stay tuned. There will be a video coming up soon, and um, yeah, right. I went for mm-hmm. a spin, like like fifteen minutes yeah. drive. It's crazy. It's like autopilot, uh, what they call, and then there's this a like, massive screen inside, like bigger than an iPad, like really big, and then you can do anything with it. You can adjust aircon. You can play game. You can, I don't know. There's so much you can do with it. Just crazy. Mm-hmm. so autopilot so you basically just it's driving on its own sort of thing yeah it's driving on it all um there's only one downside is uh because there's actually apparently there's two different level of autopilot the second level is okay. either not compatible with australia yet or you have to pay like 10k or something uh, like that i can't remember but uh the one that this guy has like it can autopilot just fine but if there's no white light on the on the road, it will tend to 
mm-hmm. go off quite a bit. So not full on autopilot, but oh, okay. it's there. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty good. <laughs> so if there's like roadworks ahead, <laughs> got to be careful. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. You die. It's like, yeah. <laughs> but but it can recognize like the mm-hmm. code, like the on the screen. Oh, and really? they would like it's literally. It will show up like the code pictures on the screen and stuff like that. Nah, I don't know. It's just crazy thing, crazy yeah. tech. Yeah. Be interesting to see what it's like in like ten years time. Yeah, it's like a general and, car, and it's only like I mean it's a big amount. It's like seventy five grand, so it's not like. Crazy, crazy. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Yeah. Doable. Doable. I was I was I thought it's gonna be like a few hundred thousand, but it's only seventy five, so I was like, oh okay. Mm. Like you know, it's like yeah. as much as like BMW or Mercedes sort of thing. Something mm. like that. It's know. something you can work towards. Yeah, maybe next car, next car. Hashtag. Mm. Hashtag <laughs> Um, all right. So, um, do you remember back then we did a, um, episode about like top 20 or top 10s inventions? Oh, the invention one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty fun. That one's like before Christmas. And then one of the invention yeah. we was talking about is the, um, antibiotic. And so I thought like we maybe can do like a mini series about antibiotic because there's so much we can talk about. We can fit all in one. So suppose we can start off today and then, you know, every week we just release a bit. bit what do you reckon? Yeah. 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 Sounds good. Right. Cool. Cool. Let's get so, into uh, it. Yeah. You want to start off with uh, something? Yeah. So with antibiotics, when it was discovered, it was one of the most significant medical achievements of the 20th century. I don't know about you, but it took my mind a while to wrap around which year is which century because you know how it's always like the 20th century is like the one before mm. oh sorry That's one right, after yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, it took me ages to wrap around that but yeah so the 20th century it was one of the biggest most significant medical achievements so let's start off from going a bit basic about what is bacteria so bacteria are microscopic single-celled organisms and they've existed in millions in every environment inside and outside other organisms some of them can be a bit harmful but a lot of them do serve a more useful purpose so two groups of bacteria based on cell walls are gram positive and negative so do you remember doing those um the labs in was it immunology yeah never forget these up the finger is just freaking purple the whole time. Purple, yeah. Purple or blue? So, grand blue. Po- oh. uh, I think it was meant to be violet, like purple. Okay. Yep. So, yeah. I think so. So the two. So you think purple? Yeah. No, yeah, I think so. I don't... All right. So the gram-positive bacteria are bacteria that give a positive result in the gram-stain test. So the gram-positive bacteria take up the crystal violet stain used in the test, and then they appear to be, oh, here you go, purple-colored when seen through an optical microscope. Oh, yeah. And the gram-negative bacteria are the bacteria that don't retain that crystal violet stain used in the grain staining method. 
So let's go back in time a little before antibiotics. So antibacterials are specifically designed to treat bacterial infections. Billions of microscopic bacteria normally live in our skin, in our gut, in our mouths, throats. Sounds a bit disgusting when you sort of think about it in more detail. Mm. But most are harmless to humans. Um, some of them are disease-producing, so they can cause infections in our ears, throat, skin, and other parts of the body. So in the pre-antibiotic era of the early 1900s, there was no medication against these common germs. And because of this, there was a lot of human suffering all across the globe. So even though the body's disease-fighting immune, immune system can often usually successfully fight off bacterial infections, uh, sometimes the germs can be too strong and then we can get sick. So... For example, before antibiotics, 90% of children with bacterial meningitis died. And among those that lived, most had severe and lasting disabilities. Um, so this could include from deafness all the way to mental retardation. Uh, strep throat was at the time a fatal disease and ear infections sometimes spread from ear to the brain and caused severe problems. Yet now, you know how like every few scripts you might get like a throat infection or an ear infection antibiotic script. Yeah. Uh, don't get me it's, started on that. <laughs> it's literally like, I don't know, some place where I work is just, uh, yeah, literally like you said, every two script antibiotic. And I doubt, I don't know how doubt some of them have infection anyway, but people just ask for it. Mm. Yeah. And we'll go into that possibly in another episode as to why, you shouldn't be overusing them, but yep. we'll save that for later. Um, other serious infections, so from tuberculosis to pneumonia to whooping cough, were also caused by aggressive bacteria that reproduced with, like, really quickly and led to serious illness and, unfortunately, sometimes death. So the standard treatment for tuberculosis before antibiotics used to be just fresh air. Oh, yeah. Just oh, yeah. Do you look, the pic look up the pictures? When they um, do that. Oh, so basically, <laughs> yeah, they literally carry the patient bed outside mm -hmm. with like infusion bag and everything. And they're just outside, like literally outside just in the park. Just okay, chilling. But, yeah. uh, chilling. Um, so yeah, it, even like a paper cut back then could kill you. So which is, you know, I get paper cut all the time every day now, but you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Imagine that. Um, Anything could lead to infection and impossible to cure. Uh, giving birth at that time was very dangerous as well because, you know, there's uh, so much bacteria exposing and stuff like that. And at that time as well, they didn't have like sanitizing their hand and stuff as well. So, yeah, it's just pretty unhygienic. Uh, both mother and baby routinely die in childbirth right up until 1930s, after which there was dramatic decline thanks to uh, increasing in like sanitization and antibiotic as well. Uh, well, even those people didn't like intentionally know about uh, antibiotic at that time, but it has sort of been used since ancient time. Like many civilizations use topical application of moldy bread uh, back in ancient Egypt, China, Greece, Rome. Uh, the first person that 
document the use of moles to treat infection was John Parkinson. All right, so let's move on to the very first antibiotic, which is penicillin and the discovery of it. So it was sort of discovery from a synthetic, uh, it's derived from dyes. So in the 1920, a British scientist named Alexander Fleming, you've probably heard of it, uh, was working in a lab in St. Mary Hospital in London uh, when almost like pretty much an accident, he discovered a naturally growing substance that could attack certain bacteria. Uh, in one of his experience in 1928, he observed a colonies of the common Staphylococcus aureus bacteria that has been worn down or killed by mold growing on the same plate, uh, or we also call it Petri dish. He believed that this mold made a substance that could dissolve and kill the bacteria. He called it pen penicillin, named after penicillin mold that made it. Uh, Flemings and his colleagues start conducting a lot of uh, experience, uh, experiments and research over the next two decades using penicillin to remove the uh, from mold cultures that show its ability to destroy the bacteria. Um, however, he didn't get a lot of success out of it up until 1931 where he stopped it and then it was picked up by Howard Florey and Ernest chain they are from university of oxford uh so penicillin basically made a really big difference in the first half of 21st century the first patient was successfully treated with uh, a strep infection in the u.s in 1942 however in 1940 the first person was experiment with uh, penicillin so is a police constable in Oxford uh, named Albert Alexander. He was 48 years old at that time. He was the first test case. So he pretty much nicked his face working in a rose garden. Uh, and then the scratch became infected and spread to his like eyes and scalp and everywhere. So he was admitted to the hospital. People treat him with like sulfur drugs, but doesn't do anything. Uh, and it keeps spreading to the lungs and shoulders. And then uh, Flory and Chen heard about it. And then they was like, okay, let's try this guy on penicillin. So after five days of injection, Alexander began to recover. But the problem was that time was there's not enough penicillin to eradicate the infection. Uh, so as I said, the problem is how to mass produce it because uh, it took about 2,000 liters of mold culture just to get an enough dose of penicillin just to treat a single case of sepsis in a person. Um, so, you know, they keep researching. And then one of the assistants, Mary Hunt, arrived with a cantaloupe that she had picked up in the market and has like this pretty golden mold on it. So the mold turned out to be penicillin uh, chrysogym. And it's due about 200 times more than the uh, original sample that they was using by Fleming. Uh, and then they used that, um, the new mold, and then they're enhancing the mutation uh, with mutation causing X-ray and filtration. 
and increase it by a thousand times more penicillin production. So it's just keep increasing. And since then, they keep making the antibiotic at a larger scale. So penicillin helped reduce the number of deaths and amputation of troops during the World War II. And that's also part of the reason why the Allies won the war because um, the Germans didn't pick up on it uh, until like very late on. So yeah, the Allies has like pretty big advantage. Um, so with antibiotic, there are two main ways which they target the bacteria. So the first way is called the first group of antibiotic called um, bacterial cytal, which means they kill the bacteria outright. So they directly attack the bacterial cell wall, which can injure the cells. Uh, the bacteria can no longer attack the body, and then they just die off. Uh, so the example can be like penicillin, like we mentioned, um, cephalosporin as well, and a few others. And then the second group is called bacteriostatic, which just means that it prevents the growth of the bacteria or the reproduction of it. Uh, they prevent the nutrients from reaching to the bacteria, which stop them from dividing, multiplying, uh, because millions of bacteria are needed to, you know, spreading the disease and causing infection. So this antibiotic stop the infections and give the body's own immune system time to attack back. Uh, however, this group of antibiotic tend to cause more resistance than the bactericidal. We will talk a bit more about different group of antibiotic in the next few episode. Yeah. So with the research, um, there actually hasn't been any new classes of antibiotics that have been invented for a few decades now. Um, in fact, the antibiotics that were brought to the market in the past 30 years have just been variations on what have already been existed or discovered um, since 1984. So as l it was a long ago as 1962 that the last new class of antibiotics were actually found to treat those infected by the most resistant gram-negative superbugs um, were discovered. So the antibiotic resistance is becoming quite a big issue, which, like Nan said, we'll talk about in future episodes. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things that are kind of up there with global warming and the zombie apocalypse. Yeah, imagine yeah, like, it can get quite serious. Know, yeah, because imagine like if none of the antibiotic works, then a paper cut can kill you, So, which that's me. Mm, we'll go back in time. Yeah. Back to the Futures. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be like population control again. Yep. <laughs> um, all right. Do you have anything else to add for this um, overall of antibiotic in a capsule? Nah. It's a pretty sweet capsule on its own. Sweet capsule. It's good. All right. So as I said, we'll deep dive into different type of antibiotics in the next few topics uh, and also the antibiotic resistance as well and so we shall see you guys next week bye yeah. All of the information provided on this podcast is for educational purposes only. If you have any questions, please see your healthcare professional.